Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our voices to him this evening. Hallelujah, sweet Lamb of God. We worship you this evening. We've come to magnify your wonderful name. Oh, God, we've come hungry for more of you this night. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our voices to him this evening. I love you, Jesus. Oh, God, I need you, Jesus. Hallelujah, sweet Lamb of God. worship you tonight. Hallelujah. 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 If you've got your Bibles, hallelujah, I've been anticipating to preach not because I think I'm somebody, but because I've had something burning for a couple of weeks now. And uh, no, it's nothing deep because I can't get very deep. I'm not a very smart feller. I can promise you that. Hallelujah. But I came to help somebody tonight. Hallelujah. I've come to encourage somebody. Hallelujah. You come without the Holy Ghost tonight, you can leave this place filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You came looking for a healing. You came to the right place tonight. Hallelujah. Because when God promises he's going to finish a work, he is not going to rest until it's finished. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 14. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 14, verses number 28 through 30. It says, For which of you intending to build a tower... Sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he hath sufficient to finish it. Lest happily after he hath laid the foundation, and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build, and was not able to finish. Hallelujah. The word that I seen and stood out to me in this passage it appears in all three verses. Verse 28 says, whether he have sufficient to finish it. Verse 29 says, and is not able to finish it. And verse 30 says, and was not able to finish. My title is simply a question to you. How will you finish this? How will you finish this? Hallelujah. Praise God. Can we lay our Bibles down and let's ask God to help us tonight. Lord, I love you, Jesus. God, I thank you for your mercy, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity, God, to stand here, to hear your word one more time. God, I'm asking that the Holy Ghost would have his way. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. About 
say it's been right about weeks, two and a half weeks, something like that, that this title came to me, and I was like, man, that is one of the weirdest titles in the world. But I began to pray about it, and I'm just going to give God my best, and hopefully somebody leaves this place renewed in the Holy Ghost tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. First of all, I want to ask, what is it to finish? What is it to finish? I found several definitions for what it is to finish. And this one is pretty basic. It says, to bring to completion an issue. To provide with a finish. You see, in life, there's tons of things that we start I know myself as one being the biggest culprit, starting several projects and never going back and finishing them in my personal life and whatever else you may throw at me. I may actually start it with a fervor, but here in a few days, something happens and I'm not so excited to get it done anymore. <clears throat> I think a few of us know how that is. Um, in life... Uh, there's things that you start, you, you, you may start working on the plumbing under the sink that was leaking and you get it all apart and a few months later you realize, hey, I still haven't finished that job. Or uh, me in the summertime, I start mowing my yard and most of the time I get the front done, but whether I get to the back is, an, is another issue. But you know... Things in life, you never real, really feel a, a, a sense of completion unless you finish something. Unless you start on something and you don't stop until it's finished. Or you make sure it's priority to get back to that thing to make sure it's finished. It's one of those things that I don't think I'm the only one that has to struggle with these types of things. Uh, but yet... It happens. But tonight I want to focus on one thing. That we all ought to start. Or maybe already have started. And really must finish. It's a life or death issue. It's a heaven or hell issue. And that thing is our walk with God. If you haven't started a walk with God tonight... I encourage you before you leave this place tonight, it's just a few simple steps to begin your walk with God. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You can do that before you leave this place tonight. But to those of us that have started the walk already, it must be completed. There should be no issues that should stop me from completing my journey. This is a journey that must be finished. I must walk through the pearly gates. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 6 through 8. Paul says, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, the day of completion. 
and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. In Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 3 says, Let us therefore fear lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should see, seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we, we which have believed do enter into the rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. I have come to preach tonight, just for a little while, hallelujah, about the gospel of Christ. And it is, it's importance in my life, and it's importance in your life. Hallelujah. And I'm praying somebody tonight would mix it with faith and that they could be baptized with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in this house tonight. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know. I apologize for my voice. I don't know how long it's going to last. I may be whispering in a minute, but I don't care. I've got to get this burden off my heart. Hallelujah. There's a few examples that I found that I thought of in the Bible. You think of the Apostle Paul. Paul had an extraordinary walk with God. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of us can say that God knocked you off of a horse to get your attention and made you blind and sent you into a city and sent a man of God your way? Paul's walk with God started extraordinary. And it didn't stop just starting extraordinary, but it continued an extraordinary walk with God. Paul was a man, of, a man that God used to teach us today how the church ought to operate. A man that I can believe walked hand in hand with God on a daily basis. Hallelujah. A man that could write in the Bible and say, I, I thank God I talk in tongues more than you all. Hallelujah, a man of God that knew that he had a close relationship with God. Hallelujah. Praise God. But although that Paul had an extraordinary walk with God, he still had a lot of problems he had to face. Hallelujah. He had, he had things come up in his life that he had to deal with. Just like you and I, we have things we must deal with. Hallelujah, it's just one of those things that happens in life. Just because you come a child of God doesn't mean that you walk in a bed of roses. And even if you did, there's thorns in those roses. But I'll tell you what, we serve a God that is almighty, that can bring you through any problem, any circumstance, any, any serious thing that may come up in your life that you think you can't get over. My God can bring you through. Hallelujah. Paul, Paul began talking to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 11 and 23. He felt as if he needed to put forth an argument that no, his life was not a bed of roses. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 28 says, And they ministers of Christ, he asked, I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors more abundant. And stripes above measure. These are just a few things that Paul had to deal with in his life. He just gives account. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. 
of the Jews five times I received 40 stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often I had, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. Paul went through it. Hallelujah. I thought I had problems until I started reading Paul's account. And I realized my, bed, my, my life is pretty easy compared to Paul. I've never died before. I've never been beaten before. Hallelujah. In weariness and pain and painfulness and watchings often and hunger and thirst and fastings often in cold and nakedness. And I don't believe those fastings were voluntary fastings. I believe those fastings were because he had nothing. Hallelujah. Beside those things that are without, beside those physical issues that I had to deal with, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Paul said, I have to fight daily. I have to make sure that I'm going to finish this race. I have to press on no matter what comes my way. No matter what they want to do to me, I'm going to press on. I'm going to finish this race. Hallelujah. In spite of all the problems that Paul had while he lived for God, he could still write that he was ready to finish the course and that he was headed to the finish line. Hallelujah. Praise God. I've already read 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. For I am now therefore ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, he says. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another one that came to my mind was the Apostle John. Hallelujah. This apostle, when Jesus was on earth, was called, or even after Jesus went off the scene, the disciple that Jesus loved. He had a pretty special relationship with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. However, in the life of John, there was a time that an emperor arose and if my study proves right, this emperor, the reason I say this is because you'll, under, you'll understand once I'm finished here. This emperor wanted everybody to believe that he was the God. There was no other God beside this man. He made everybody in his kingdom call him God. And I'm not just talking just the little G God, which that's what he was in his own eyes. But he wanted to be called the God. Hallelujah. And he made a declaration that nobody was to talk about any other God but him. And in John's life, he was taught and he was going to preach that Jesus Christ is the God that you must serve. Jesus Christ is the one true God. 
Beside him there is none. Hallelujah. We're oneness right, right, right around here. We know that Jesus Christ is the God. There is none beside him. And John was preaching. As I was reading the history at it, none of this I could find in the Bible about John's life, but I was reading through history. And as I read through history, it said that he was teaching in the, in the temple that Jesus Christ is the God of this earth. And he knew that he would be in trouble for doing this, but yet he did it anyways. He preached the gospel without shame or fear. And he was arrested and was taken and boiled alive. And as he was boiled alive, he, nothing seemed to happen. And so the emperor had them remove him, and they exiled him to Patmos. Does Patmos sound familiar to anybody? Patmos was an island off that nobody lived on. It was deserted. And this emperor sent him there as punishment for preaching that Jesus Christ is Lord. But the apostle John decided, you know what? This looks like the end. It looks like I'm about finished here. In Revelation chapter 9, chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, it says, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. He didn't say I was sent there because I was in trouble. He said God sent me there. Hallelujah. He sent me there for the word of God because God wanted to tell me something. I needed a testimony from Jesus Christ himself. Verse number 10 said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He said, you know what? This looks like the end. I could be finished tomorrow. But you know what? It's the Lord's day. And I'm going to get in the spirit upon the Lord's day. Hallelujah. And a result of, the, of him being in the spirit on the Lord's day, we now have revelation. We now know what heaven is going to be like. Hallelujah. We know what the end could hold in store for us because John decided, I'm not going to finish conquered. Hallelujah. Praise God. A side note of, of that whole story, the very emperor that, that exiled John to the island, he was murdered by his own senate, according to history. And not only was he murdered, but every record from what history said was wiped away that even had a trace of his name or his seal. God knows how to take care of those that think more highly of themselves than they ought to. Hallelujah. My God is the only true God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's going to come a day, and I'm telling you right now that the Trinity will never ever have been heard of. Hallelujah. It says that the Trinity is the true God. There is no Trinity in my God. Hallelujah. I serve one God. Yes, he, is, he was the Father. Yes, he is the Son. Yes, he is the Holy Spirit. But all these three are one. Hallelujah. And his name is Jesus Christ. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So Paul decided, I'm going to finish this thing. And I'm going to finish with, with glory. Hallelujah. I'm going to make it to the other side. John said, I'm not going to just go out a conquered man. I'm going to spend some time in the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. The apostle John, by the way, did not die on the Isle of Patmos. According to history, he did die back at home from what I could understand. Hallelujah. God knows how to deliver those that are willing to stand for truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And finish their course with him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus Christ came to this earth and started, I guess, if you want to put it that way, he started his ministry and it looked like everything was just peachy keen, I guess. He was healing people after, after he had spent 40 days in fasting and went through temptation with the enemy. Hallelujah. It seemed like he came out with guns blazing, showing everybody, you know what? I am the true God through his works and through the, through the miracles that he did. The Bible said that everybody that came to him was healed. Hallelujah. Matthew 12 and 15 says, But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. Everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I, Jesus did not come just to heal those that were sick. Jesus did not come just to deliver those that needed deliverance. Jesus came with one purpose in mind. And that was to seek and to save that which was lost. Hallelujah. Luke 19 and 10 says this very thing. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus had that one purpose in mind. He had a job to do. Hallelujah. This involved a process that was not desirable. Not to flesh. Not to human. Hallelujah. But Jesus. Jesus knew what he had to do. And he knew he had to finish what he came and started. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus was mocked. Yes, Jesus was denied. He was beaten. He was put to death. But there was a day, that third day, he rose out of the grave because he was not finished when he died. Hallelujah. He had problems, and he had to deal with issues, and he had to go to death, but he rose again that salvation could be at his completeness. Hallelujah. He had a job to finish. My Lord, hallelujah. Jesus was not leaving until he had completed everything that he had come to this earth to do. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that he did not stop because it looked treacherous. I am so thankful he did not stop when he looked in that cup of gall and before he drank of the sins of this world. I am so thankful he did not walk away from the duties that he had to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. He had to come to this earth. He had to die upon a cross. And he had to come back from the grave victorious that we could be saved Hallelujah. If we could have our musicians come. Hallelujah. We have, I had three examples in my mind 
of men that finished what they started. Men that finished what they started. Hallelujah. I've come tonight, hallelujah, to encourage somebody. It doesn't matter what's going on since you've started. You can still finish. Hallelujah. As pastor was teaching about Jesus Christ in, in the book of Matthew, there was two distinct areas in Matthew. I'm not good enough to explain it like he does, so just bear with me for a second. Jesus had a purpose in going into Galilee. But what really struck me, Jesus had a purpose for leaving Galilee. Jesus knew what was going to happen when he left out of Galilee. But the Bible says he set his sights towards Jerusalem. Not exactly how I just said it. But he looked, he looked towards Jerusalem and they headed that way. He went that way with a purpose, if you will. He knew he had a job to complete. And I'm here to encourage us all. If you haven't started your journey, you need to start tonight. Hallelujah, because the days are short. You don't have much time to play around. You don't have much time to make up your mind whether you're going to go to heaven or whether, whether you're going to just go with the flow. But I'm telling you, if you've started already, Jesus had a mark and he started towards it. And I'm here to encourage somebody tonight, don't lose that mark. Find that mark again and finish the race. Hallelujah. Can you stand this evening? Hallelujah. In my, in my text tonight, it talked about a man that sat down and counted the cost of what it's going to cost to finish the job. Hallelujah. Many times in my walk with God, I've sat down and I've, I've began thinking, you know, what's it really going to cost me? to keep going the way I'm going and what's it going to cost me just to stop right here and I'm here to tell you tonight friend the ladder stopping right here is not worth it it's not worth the cost that you're going to pay when it's all over hallelujah I don't care what situations may come up. God's made me some promises. And I'm going to see every one of those through to the very end. I'm going to see those promises become fulfilled. Hallelujah. I'm going to see these altars filled with people seeking the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, I'm going to see these altars filled with deaf people seeking their healing and walking out of here hearing. Hallelujah. God gave me a promise. And I'm going to see it through to the end. Regardless of what I've got to do. Regardless of what I've got to change inside of me. I'm going to see his promises filled completely and totally. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we love him this evening? Oh, Jesus, we're going to finish what we started.